You're listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. You are worth it to Him. You are His trophy, His prize, His workmanship. He will sweep through every little nook and cranny of this dark world until He pulls our face up out of the dust and the dirt. And then He celebrates. Say the word. He what? Act like it. He what? Celebrates! As believers and followers of Christ, it can be extremely easy for us to become distracted and lose sight of just how amazing the gospel truly is. Whether we're overwhelmed, experiencing hardship, or flat-out suffering, we often struggle with maintaining a healthy perspective. As Pastor Dion will remind you in his message today, our God went through great lengths to bring us into His fold. In his study, you'll be reminded that not only did our God seek each and every one of us out, but He delights and rejoices in doing so. Now here's Pastor Dion in the book of Luke chapter 15 with today's edition of The Simple Truth. Jesus looked at them. He listened and He loved them. They saw compassion in His eyes, not contempt. And Jesus gave an illustration showing why He took such an interest in those so-called deplorables, tax collectors and sinners. Watch what Jesus says. So Jesus spoke this parable to them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loves one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me! For I have found my sheep which was lost. I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. Yeah, you can applaud for Jesus' teaching. It's okay. So Jesus gives this illustration and he uses sheep. Everybody said he uses what? Sheep are a strange animal. Truth be told, they're dumber than rocks. They're easily influenced and very reckless. Sheep cannot fend for themselves at all. They have no sense of direction. Ray is a true sheep. Then no north, south, east, west. We all are. Sheep are incapable of finding food or water on their own. They can't. Sheep are codependent and high maintenance. Go ahead and nudge your neighbor and say, I think I know what he's talking about. Just go ahead and tell him. In fact, without a shepherd, sheep meander. They go adrift, astray, and get lost. Jesus alluded in this passage that we are exactly like lost sheep. 
In fact, the Old Testament prophet Isaiah said it like this in Isaiah 53, 6. Read it with me. Here's what it says. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's paths to follow our own. That was the truth about us, wasn't it? We were meandering through life, incapable of saving ourselves. Lost and vulnerable. One step away from destruction. But our good shepherd. I want to say that again. But our good shepherd wants us, values us, loves us, and goes out doing this. Everybody say it. Seeking the law. Say it again. Seeking the law. That's a good place to applaud right there. You know, a Middle Eastern shepherd or Bedouin usually oversaw a hundred sheep. At night, he would call them into a corral. It was either a rock enclosure or a fence made of tumbleweeds of thorns with only one entrance. And so at night, he'd call them into the corral. He would stand at the opening of or the doorway of that enclosure and would count his sheep as he called them in. That's where counting sheep to fall asleep actually came about, if you didn't know. But he would count the sheep every night as he called them in to the enclosure. The shepherd would call them in and check them one at a time for parasites or scrapes, and he'd pour oil over them. It was an insect repellent. He'd pour it on their nose especially so that the lice wouldn't gum up into their nose and, and lay eggs and, and affect their brain. He'd do that every night. Well, guys, Jesus had already declared that He is the Good Shepherd. He'd already said that. He had already said he, that He's the door to the sheep, counting and caring. In fact, here it is, John chapter 10, verse 9. Listen to Jesus. He said this. Read it with me. I am the door for the sheep. Those who come in through me will be... Everybody say it. Wow. So if at the time the shepherd was calling them in and going over them, one at a time, counting and caring, if at that time one is missing... Jesus says he leaves the 99 to find, and everybody say it, the one. He loves and values every single one. God desires all to be saved. How many? All. all. That's God's heart. That's God's desire. That's Jesus' hope that they would all be saved. Not just 99. So he races out to find the one and doesn't stop looking, doesn't stop searching. That's our God. That's what Jesus was trying to present. That he'll leave the 99 to find the one that's lost. Consider Adam. You know, after him and Eve sinned, 
and were hiding because they realized they were naked and ashamed and they were hiding and God came out and started searching and calling out, Adam, where are you? Consider Jacob, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, who was running from God, stole his brother's birthright, remember that? Headed out because his brother promised that he was going to kill him. He runs away. He ends up in Bethel, sleeping on a rock, so exhausted, sleeping on a rock and having a dream. And the Lord showing him that that place was called the house of bread and that God wanted to have a relationship with him and wanted him to stay in the house of bread. But Jacob kept running from God. Now you'd think that God had given him a proposition. I want to be, I'm in this place. I want you to stay here. I want you to have fellowship with me. Stop your running. Stop hiding from me. But Jacob continued to run. And you know what? The story is Jacob, life goes on. It says that God pursued and wooed Jacob back to Bethel over a course of many years. Everybody say pursued. He pursued him. He pursued Jacob to Pandamaram, pursued Jacob to the, to, to the river Jabok. And in fact, in the river Jabok, Jacob still running, God wrestled with him. Everybody say, what, what did he do? God wrestled, still pursuing him. God even wrestled with Jacob until he surrendered. God injured his thigh. God isn't shy about applying some pain to turn us around. Sometimes God will whisper your name, and other times He'll whoop your butt. Look at your neighbor and say, I've been there. Just let your neighbor say, I've been there. And that's why some of us, like Jacob, walk with a limp. We've got a little limp in our life. Maybe it's a divorce. Maybe it's a financial crisis. We're walking with a little limp because God will use whatever necessary to get our attention. And because we be so stubborn and foolish. But thank God He doesn't give up on us. Thank God that He is tenacious. Yeah, you ought to shout at him right now and just say, thank you, right? So consider Adam, God pursuing, God's a seeker. Consider Jacob, and then in the New Testament, consider an Ethiopian. An Ethiopian in the New Testament who, who was confused about God. He had visited Jerusalem during Passover. This was after Jesus' you know, resurrection and the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. And this, this Ethiopian had visited Jerusalem during Passover. He even bought a scroll of, of Scripture. He had spent the week there, but was returning back to Ethiopia disappointed and empty. He, he was so empty, as empty as the Gaza desert that he was crossing on his way back home. Philip, who was a disciple of Jesus, had been preaching in Samaria and was seeing a revival take place. In fact, the whole town was responding to Philip's message about Jesus. It was, it was awesome. They, they were just coming out and responding. 
And it was in that middle of that revival that God told Philip to leave the revival and head to the Gaza desert because one lost soul needed help. Wow. Wow. Philip did. He left Samaria. And the Ethiopian, he found him there in the Gaza desert, walking across back to Ethiopia. Philip found that Ethiopian, and that Ethiopian was gloriously saved and baptized. Aren't you glad 99 is not enough for God? (laughs) I am. I'm glad he wasn't satisfied with just 99 that He kept pursuing me, that He kept pursuing you. God runs after us, calls out to us, wrestles with us, converts us. And then Jesus goes on to say that God is as committed and determined to find us as Brooks and Dunn are to find their girlfriend in their song. It's kind of like a lost and found in a border town asking about a diamond ring. Huh? They just look at you like you lost your mind say they haven't seen a thing. But I know she's been here lately. I can still smell her perfume. Well, listen, guys. God's got a lock on your scent, too. And He will not give up. He will keep looking until the lost are found. Let's read it. Jesus continues. This is how determined God is to find us. Or what woman having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls her friends and neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I lost. Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Now, I know sometimes our culture doesn't quite understand some of Jesus' saying. So do you mind if I unravel that some for you? I do it anyway, right? The coin that Jesus is referring to is a drachma. A drachma was an old Greek coin that was minted with the face of a Greek celebrity or hero. And it's actually a little smaller than a penny. Well, they weren't really worth anything in Israel. Especially after Rome had become the world power, Greek coins were obsolete. Drachmas served more during Jesus' culture. They were more like for buttons or just tokens. But the Israeli women used them to decorate their wedding veils. For for brides, something old, something new, something blue, something borrowed, something shiny. Shiny. Drachmas were shiny. 
And after the wedding, the bride's veil would serve as home decor. It would be other, like on the wall, or they would place it in, in, the, in, in a centerpiece of a table. It was special to be noticed, to be recognized. It was also, you know, a, a reminder. And Jesus tells us of a woman who lost one of the coins in her veil. She's cleaning the house, moving things around, dusting. And as she does, the coin falls through the cracks. And she is so determined to find it. Now listen, that is no easy task in that culture. Homes had dirt floors covered with layers of reeds to keep the dust down. Houses didn't have windows, so no natural light. And when one of her coins fell from her veil into the cracks, she doesn't know where it is, because you know how when you drop a coin in it kind of rolls a little bit, and then it's just, yeah, it go. you pick something up and it flew in. Well, one of her veil coins fell through the cracks. Now, the coin is not worth anything to anyone else. But to her, the value is immeasurable. It has sentimental value. Everybody said what? Sentimental value. Jesus is letting us know that you hold sentimental value. You might not consider yourself worth anything. Maybe you've been told by others that you're not worth anything. But to the Lord, you hold sentimental value. And He sheds more tears over us than, He sheds more tears than an Adele concert over us. It's pretty emotional. He doesn't want to be without us. He doesn't want to be without you. In fact, here's how he said it to Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 3. Read it with me. I have loved you, my people, with an everlasting love. With an unfailing love, I have drawn you to myself. I will restore you. Can I read that again? I have loved you, my people, with an everlasting love. With an unfailing love, I have drawn you to myself. I will restore you. You are worth it to Him. You are His trophy, His prize, His workmanship. He will sweep through every little nook and cranny of this dark world until He pulls our face up out of the dust and the dirt. And then He celebrates. Say the word. He what? Act like it. He what? Celebrates, right? The one that was lost is found. Do you think the religious leaders got the message? Are you getting the message? God's mission here is, everybody say it, search 
and rescue. Say it again. That's what Jesus told the Pharisees who had been overlooking people and complaining about him reaching out to people who others thought were a basket of deplorables. You and I were in that basket. And Jesus just proves why he has so much interest in us. He's on a search and rescue mission. And he wants all to be saved and to come to the knowledge of his truth that none be lost. Isn't that amazing, guys? I could just see the religious leaders and their faces. Jesus is going to say, maybe you don't quite get it. But maybe if I tell you another story, the story of a son who goes wayward. You've raised him in the church. You've raised him in a godly, with a godly influence, with all of your ceremonies and rituals and rules. You've raised him right. But he goes astray. I wonder what that did to their heart right then. Maybe they couldn't see the woman's drachma. They couldn't care about the shepherds. They don't really identify. Then Jesus presents them with another story that really catches their heart. A son who has gone wayward, a prodigal. Stay tuned next week as we talk about it. Did you learn something? What is God's heart towards a prodigal? Well, guys, we'll find out next week, but for sure now what we know, we know what God's heart is for those who are lost. Isn't that right? He loves us. Here's what he does. He searches, he saves, and then he celebrates. If you're here this morning and you haven't surrendered your life to Christ, I think that you can identify with his search. You've heard him knocking on your heart's door. You've heard him or felt him pulling on your heartstrings. In fact, that might be the reason you're here today. Somebody invited you and you gave in because you've heard him whispering. Or maybe... You have felt a little bit of the pain that he's inflicted. You're dealing with a crisis in your life that you don't know how to handle. And now you've come to this place to say, Lord, I need your help. It's the very thing that he's been after all this time. Is to bring you into his fold. He's the door to the sheep. And those who go in through him will be saved. Our time with you is coming to an end today on The Simple Truth. We're so glad that you joined us for Pastor Dion's teaching in the Gospel of Luke. There's much more to learn from this narrative of Jesus' life, so we hope you'll tune in again. If you're listening in the Española area right now, we'd like to extend an invitation for you to join us for our weekly services at Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. 
Come by at 9 or 11 a.m. to spend time with us in worship, Bible study, and fellowship with one another. We also meet on Wednesday evenings for a Bible study beginning at 7. You'll find directions and more information about Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel when you visit tmcalvary.com. If you can't make it in person, you can still join us virtually through Facebook Live. Just follow the link to our Facebook page at tmcalvary.com and tune in this Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. While you're at our website, you'll also be able to access our archive of previous teachings on various books of the Bible by Pastor Dion. Just click on Sermons at the top of the page to open our audio archive or visit our YouTube page to experience the service through video. Feel free to share these links with anyone in your life that you think would benefit from hearing the simple truth of God's Word. We're so glad that you joined us today on The Simple Truth. We encourage you to read ahead in the book of Luke and discover more about Jesus and what his life and ministry means to you. Then join us next time for Pastor Dion's continuing verse-by-verse study right here on The Simple Truth. You're the one that we proclaim. We'll be fools for you as you work in us. May your power show in the deeds we sow. Let us join our hands and together we stand. Together.